somebody talking out there. Can you hear me? How about now? How about now? We got sound now. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Is it working now? Right? Mm -hmm. All right. So I don't think you heard anything I said. So I'm going to say it again. Welcome to our Bible study on this Tuesday night. Again, welcome back to the Bible study. The Bible tells us to show ourselves approved. And so we're coming tonight to study God's word, learn of God's word. It's like food to our to our bodies. It's food to the soul, however. It's food for the soul to where you can be strong and be guided by the word of God. And truly, we are blessed, no doubt, for his word. And we're covering a topic tonight. A topic uh, is not so much a book in general. And, and so we'll be covering a topic uh, this evening uh, concerning uh, the, our days, our days, and so uh, well, I, was, I shared with Jared while I was on mute there. I don't know what was going on, but it was um, concerning how we believe the whole word of God. We believe the whole word of God. It was like welcoming first-time visitors to our broadcast. And so, uh, uh, with that being said, we are thankful. We are thankful for each one of you joining us this evening. Share the page out. Share it out on your Facebook. Share out the link. So you continue those first-time visitors. Subscribe to the channel as well. Subscribe to the channel as well. And, and get the word out. Get the link out. Tell somebody, get the gospel out to someone that they can hear the word of God. So we'd like to welcome each one here this evening. We Today's my wife's birthday as well. You've probably seen it on Facebook. Today's my wife's birthday. We say happy birthday to my wife. Uh, she does multiple things, not only my wife, and, but she's, uh, again, a, a key, intricate part to the church. Uh, sometimes she's the camera woman. Sometimes she's the cook. Sometimes she's uh, the school, uh, church, children's church teacher. Continue to pray for our children's church that they continue to grow just being that, that support, that shoulder lean on that ear, uh, again, the listening ear and that, that sweet, sweet uh, spirit sometimes behind that old rough pastor. And so uh, we're thankful for her and her labors. Again, we say happy birthday. May the Lord bless her for many, many more years. Amen. And that's what she's thankful for, all your birthday and greetings and various things. But, but and that made me think about, that made me think about this topic tonight. And so that's kind of where we led to this topic this evening concerning make your days count. To make your days count. Each of us uh, uh, know we have a limited time here on earth. We have a limited time on earth. You have a purpose and a plan that God has given you. A purpose and a plan for the reason why you were born. Again, you were not born in vain. Again, God has a plan for your life. And so we must take advantage of the time at hand. And don't waste our lives and our efforts and energies. We must done for Christ, as the old saying goes is what will really last. And so let's make live life to the fullest in Christ. Live life to the fullest in Christ and number your days. We're going to go with that. We uh, shared with you the other day about taking advantage, uh, again, our, our time limit. We're limited in time, so we must take advantage of our time. If you look at Genesis, go with me, Genesis 6, real quickly. We were sharing, I came out, and I was talking about how that uh, mankind is, is, if he's not tamed, if he's not under control, uh, mankind will do any and everything if given enough time. And many of you may know in the Bible, they used to live till 900, 800 years. Uh, the oldest man in the Bible, uh, somebody can put it in the comments there if you know it. I'll give you a few seconds here to put it there. If you do not know, Bible trivia, Methuselah, I think it was 969 years. 969 years he lived. And, and after that, however, mankind, because of sin, they began to get out of all matters of things. And God allowed some of that to happen because he wanted them to populate the earth. Wanted mankind in the beginning to populate, live long enough to where he can make a bunch of children, a bunch of kids all over the place to populate the earth. But you think about that. Uh, but along that line, 
uh, after the fall of Adam and mankind in, as a whole, uh, mankind would just, whatever his imagination came up with, he would do it. He would do it. And so we share with you other day about the, the idle mind is a devil's workshop. So we must be active in the spirit of God. Be active and take advantage of our time here for the kingdom of God. And so I'm going to give you a description in Genesis 6 3. You got to pull it up there. Genesis 6 3. Listen to what it says. And so, naturally, all this was going on. This is the opening chapter. It's about the flood of Noah in chapter 6 of Genesis. The Bible says, And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man. And so, so uh, he says, For that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. So this was the cutoff date. Where God says, you know what, I'm not going to let man live any longer, past 120 any longer. And so that was the cutoff time, he said, because naturally man is getting into all matters of things. The Bible says whatsoever he was conjured up in his mind, he was doing it. And so really, it has not changed even our words today. You'd be surprised when people get involved in, in the short span of time. And so what will we do with our time? And so God said, you know what, I'm going to cut it off at 120. And I want to bring up this scripture, maybe bring up this scripture. Uh, this this evening is our main springboard, our main springboard for our Bible study. Psalms 90, Psalms 90, verse 10. The Bible says, uh, the days of our years are three score. A score, listen, so three score means what? Score is 20. So three, basically you take three scores, which is 60. He says, and 10. So 60 plus 10. So score is 20. You do three score, that's 20, 20, 20, which is 60 plus 10 makes 70. He said, if by reason of strength to be four score, which is 80. So in other words, he says 70 years, he says what? He says our days are numbered. He says, if by reason of strength we are able to even live to 80. There are some 80-year-old folks. Uh, some folks are living at 80, 90 years old. And so he says, yet the, uh, their labor, their strength, and their sorrows. He says, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. And so he even cut it down from 120 and started saying, you know, if, if you're fortunate enough to make it to 70 or 80. Um, again, we look at the uh, latest census and various things. The, the, the average man or woman is, what, 68, 69? Now the numbers are getting lower and lower uh, as we speak. And so the Bible says, he says, and we soon cut off. In other words, we die and we fly away. And so the Bible says in verse 11, he says, who knoweth the power of thine anger? When even according to uh, thy fear, so is thy wrath, he says, and so teach us to number our days. The psalmist wrote here, teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. And so the psalmist said, you know what, let me take advantage of my days. Let me use my days for the glory of God. And so, again, with that being her birthday, maybe think about our days, our time. And we're all getting older. We're all getting closer to the day of our death. When we will be cut off one day. We all have a number out there. Some younger than others. Some will live longer than others. But you know what? We have all have a number. And so we must number our days. He says what? And apply our hearts unto wisdom. What wise men and women serve the Lord. Wise men and women give their lives over to Christ. A friend today. It will be absolutely foolish if you were to die and lose your soul. It, it, the, the, how could we pass up on such a deal of salvation? Such a great, great bargain that Jesus offers to mankind. He paid it all. All expenses paid. We just have to give our lives to him. Surrender. 
repent of our sins, turn over our lives to God. And so we say, uh, again, but sin, however, is expensive. Man, well, the Bible says, what shall it profit a man gain the whole world but lose his soul? And so naturally, men do not value their souls. Remember, preached the message years ago about the value of your soul, the value of a soul. And you think about it, where do we cherish our souls? Does mankind really cherish the soul? And so he says, teach us to number our days. And so for the believers tonight, let's take advantage of our days. Let's take advantage of our time here on earth to do what? To live for the king, to serve God, to live holy, to, and to make wise choices. Wise choices. We spent many years, wasted years, doing things that are not wise. Wasted years doing things that are not profitable to our soul. So let's begin to direct our path and our minds and our hearts to things that are profitable for the glory of God and for your soul and your future along the way. The Bible says life is but a vapor. Life is like a, a short period of time, even as you look at 70 years, 80 years, 120, even 900 years. If we, was, uh, again, if we lived in those times when they was able to live 900 years, think about it. That's still small compared to eternity. 900 years is nothing compared to forever. It's one little drop in the bucket. You probably can't even see it. Think about all the sand on the sea, right? That's just like one little grain of sand compared to all the sand on the sea. 900 years, 120 years, 70 years. And the Bible says here in Luke, uh, excuse me, James chapter 4. James chapter 4 says this. He says, go now and say today or tomorrow. He said, go to now, ye that say today or tomorrow, we uh, will go to such a city and continue there a year, buy and sell, get game. And so that's you know, he was speaking to addressing a group of people who, who always said tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm going to do this. Tomorrow I'm going to plan on doing this. I'll get to God later on. I'll get to God down the line. But tomorrow I'm going to go do this. Um, I got some plans before I do get converted. I got some plans before I give my life to God. I got some plans. But you know what? If we're not careful, the plans will never come. The plans of uh, getting to God will never happen. The devil will keep us so caught up, keep mankind so occupied that, again, he will never, ever, ever uh, 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 take time out to, to come to Christ. And so our prayer is, is that you will do that. Don't waste another day. If you're not saved tonight, my friend, you're watching this broadcast, please, we plead with you every service, come to Jesus now. Come to Christ now. Again, and he says here today because that's and that's the mindset of people. Ah, uh, when I get uh, later, when I get old, when I get older. Uh of the man who who said, I'm gonna go build bigger barns. Got more to do. Then I'll I'll deal with God later. He says, Tonight your soul is required. But let's move on. The Bible says in verse 14, he says, Whereas you know, not what shall be on tomorrow. We don't know what tomorrow may bring. Tomorrow could be our last day on earth. And the Bible says, uh, he says, for what, what is life? Is what he asked. James asked, he said, what is life? It is but even a vapor that appeareth for a little while and then it vanishes away. It's like a puff of smoke. When it's cold outside, you blow out and you see a little puff of air and then it's gone. That's how quick life is. Come and go on that quick. And so he says, for that ye ought to say, if the Lord will. So we say, you may hear people say, Lord willing, I'll see you tomorrow. Lord willing, we'll see you this Thursday night. Lord willing, we'll see you this weekend. Lord willing, we'll see you by and by. You know what? If, if, because we don't know. We don't know. But the Bible says, we shall live and do this or that. If it's the Lord's will, we'll do this. If the Lord's will is, we'll see you this weekend. We'll see you this weekend. We may have some... Uh, 
uh, attendance has been up a little bit. Come on out. Come on out. Continue to get back. Get back to God. Come on out. Let's, let's continue to grow in Almighty God. And so, but if be the will of the Lord, we'll see you this weekend. Be the will of the Lord, you'll be able to go to work tomorrow. Be the will of the Lord, you'll be able to go and conduct your business. That's how we should address our speech. And so, because we don't know what our day is. And so, we must take advantage and be ready to meet God. Number 16 says, but, but now ye rejoice in your boasting. He was dealing with some people who rejected God. And they rejoiced. Say, yeah, we got this big thing planned and we're going to do this and that and the other. We're going to do this. We're going to invest here and do all these different things. But in all of their planning, they didn't plan God. They left the plan of salvation out of their lives. And all of your plan, I told you, you could be a doctor. You could be a, a lawyer. You could be anything Again, uh, this, that in career choice-wise, artist, this, that, and the other. But it's got to be in God's will. But I'd rather have be a, a godly doctor, a godly lawyer, a godly plumber, a godly bus driver. But and many times, the enemy will have us flip our priorities around. I'd rather be a godly soldier in the military, a godly sailor, a godly marine, whoever, whoever you may be out there tonight watching this broadcast. Get God in your career. Get God in your choices. Godly teacher, put God first. Amen. You can't lose with that. You cannot lose putting God first, my friend. And so he says, he said, but they rejoice in their boasting and such evil, and rejoicing in such evil. Therefore, number 17, therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not his sin. And so really it's the biggest, big, the biggest sin is saying no to God. The biggest sin of them all is to reject Christ and his plan of salvation. My friend today, Take advantage of this time. This window of grace. The Bible talks about dispensations that we're in. We live in a different dispensations. Uh, the dispensation we gave you earlier was uh, the dispensation uh, when, when God was uh, dealing with mankind in a certain way. Uh, that was the creation. And then they have the law. You have all these different dispensations of which God has set up. Now we're in the dispensation of grace. Dispensation of grace where it's a window of time since Christ died. Up to now, however long he dwells, uh, uh, tarries. It's a window. It's a window that God gives us. And what will we do with that window? Don't, again, so we see here, he says to them to know to do good, to know to come to Christ, to know, <clears throat> I'm about to sneeze, to know that Christ is Lord and Savior. That's the biggest sin to say, no, God. <laughs> No, I don't want salvation. Not right now. That'll be the biggest mistake we all made. That was the wisest choice we made, was giving our lives to Christ. It opens up so many doors. It opens up so many opportunities. It opens up so many things. So back to your career choices, your things that you're trying to get done. I'm telling you, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And so during our time, the Bible study tonight is about, uh, again, make your days count. So I'm going to seek God's uh, guidance. I'm going to seek God's presence. I'm going to seek God's will for my life. And as you do that, everything will fall into place according to his will. Let's move on a little further. Uh, the Bible tells us in Job in good God's again, we must teach us to take advantage of my time. This is what it said in Job. He says, naked I came in. <laughs> naked I came out of my mother's womb and naked I shall return. Thither. And the Lord gave and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You hear these scriptures a lot of time at funerals. Naked we came in, we're not going to take anything with us. 
all the things that we have, the prized possession that we hold, is going to be given to someone else. Somebody else is going to take it and inherit it. And so you know what? He says, I must make sure my soul is ready. The Bible says in verse 22, in all this Job sin not, nor charge God foolishly. So that's what happened to Job. Job had lost his health and some of his wealth, his children. He lost a lot, but he did not charge God. And really, if you're going to lose everything, be rich towards God. You know, God will take care of you in, in the hardest times of your life. And so your days, your, 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 your relationship with God matters. Because a lot of times people will, people will lose things, but they don't know how to cope. They lose things and they, things fall apart and they don't know how to go. Things will fall apart perhaps for a Christian as well. But you know what? We have God. We have a foundation to where he can build us back up. My friend today, live wisely. Don't charge God foolishly. He didn't jump did not charge God foolishly. He realized, you know what? God blessed me, but you know what? He'll take it away too. You know, I'm not going to be mad at God because I know the big picture. The big picture is I'll spend eternity when I get all of that back when I spend eternity with my Lord. Let's move on. The Bible says in John chapter 9, it said, I must work the works. So we must take advantage of our time. Don't take advantage of the years, your time. Again, uh, and so he says, we must count our days. And so John, in John, Jesus told us this. He says, I must work the works of him that sent me. So we must work. Let's work for the kingdom of God. We encourage you to work. And work out. What does it mean work? Invite. Be a witness. Tell someone. Witness to someone. Love someone. Do something for the community. Do something in the neighborhood. Love, again, people, care for people, invite them to church. Uh, I think Mike uh, Ohini the other night, uh, he brought like 30 people to church the other day. Probably between him and uh, uh, Marquisha, they brought, they brought like 30 people to church. I said, my God. I said, man, that's a soul winner right there. Soul winner. Again, when you think about it, and imagine if we can do this uh, again, if everyone would have the same attitude, uh, same mindset. I said, I said, man, get the folks to come back to church with you. Amen. You come and then they come as well. But you think about this, how we must work to work. Let's do something for Christ. You know, he's not looking at our degrees. He's not looking at our bank account. He's looking at what we're doing for him. What really matters in life. The Bible says that I must work today to him that, that sent me while it is day, the night coming when no man can work. We talked about things to come this weekend. Things to come. We, we barely touched the surface this weekend. But things are coming where the days will get darker. You know what? Again, there will come a day when the church will be gone as we share with you this weekend. The rapture church will take place. And now that, again, the window of opportunity will be closed. This dispensation of grace will be closed. And so he says, I've got to work now before that window closes. I've got to shout it from the mountaintop. We've got to yell it in the streets. You've got to post things to tell people about Jesus. Tell them, warn them, give them church cards, flyers, whatever the case may be. Try to influence somebody. As we share with you about this month of September, let's try to influence somebody for the kingdom of God and beyond. Uh, let's move on. Uh, verse 5, he says, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. So as long as, again, Christ Jesus is our hope tonight. Christ Jesus is our hope. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 5. The Bible says, wherefore, he said, the wake thou that sleepest. We cannot sleep through life. Don't get caught sleeping. <laughs> we, we've heard that statement before. We use it back in the days. Don't get caught sleeping. That's what we were talking about, street things. But you know what? In God, the same thing. He, on, a, on a more important scale, don't get caught sleeping. You must awake. Awake, awake, wake up. Say, so, you know what? I got to get my life together. 
I've got to get to God. What am I doing? I'm destroying my own self. The devil is destroying me. The devil is trying to destroy my kids, my wife, my house. You know what? i got to get myself together and wake up. Wake up. The Bible says, Awake thou that sleepest from the rise of the dead, and Christ shall give thee life. Number 15, it says, See ye then walk circumspectly. In other words, cut circumcised. Think about the word circumcised. It was a cutting away of the foreskin. Cutting away of the excess skin. Things that are, were not good are useless. And so you know what? And the same thing is in sin. We cut away those things. We cut off some ties. We cut off some people. We cut off some things that were not pleasing to God. With a circumcised heart. He says, not as fools, but wise. Let me cut away some things that I used to do that was foolish. We did a lot. Of, each of us say, we can all be, I'll be honest, we did some foolish things in life. We all did. We all did. And thank God that's what the blood was for. Jesus Christ came to wipe away all the foolishness that we used to do. And the blood of Jesus Christ is foolishness that may come after. You know what? Again, and so we, but we must stay prayed up. You say, preach, I did something foolish that. You know, pray through. Get it right. Don't do it again. You know what I'm saying? Get it right. Pray. Grow in God. And so naturally, we, we all won't make mistakes, but you know what? We must be wise. And, and the wise men say, you know what? I got a God. God will help me. Give me the strength to make do it right the next time. You know? And so, but again, we, the foolish part of it is this. Not to repent. Not to ask God for forgiveness. Not to make it right, but just let it stay that way. Bible says in verse 16, redeeming the time. That's what we get to about numbering our days, taking advantage of our time. And so we see here, redeeming the time. Redeem the time. Take advantage of our time. You know how we say, uh, you may have heard, you may even use this yourself. You say, I've wasted so much time. And sometimes you don't feel like doing nothing on your day off or whatever. But you know in the back of your mind, I need to be catching up on some stuff. Or I need to do this. Or I need to do that. Why? But we waste our time sometimes. We, but Jesus said, don't waste time. We must redeem the time. He was letting the church know the sense of urgency. Again, there's still a sense of urgency. And you know what? Again, we talked about how that we can go so many. Again, outside of the block that we set aside, you know, during the week or whatever. Uh, but always, always, you never know the next person that you talk to. Uh, you meet in the store. Just general conversation in the line, shopping line, or whatever. Sit next to on the bus. And the conversation start up. Hey, that's an opportunity. To tell somebody, give somebody, whip out a church card. Go when you come to church, get some church cards. Uh, you know, give them the information, text them the phone number, text them the church address. Whatever the case may be, we must redeem the time. The Bible says, uh, where are we at? Uh, redeem the time because the days are evil. The days are evil. Let's take advantage of this time. The devil's working overtime. You share many times. He's working triple time, night and day, night and day. 24-7 a day. 24-7 overtime for souls. To get as many as he can to go down that path with him. Path of destruction. And so the church, we must wake up. We must get up. We must get out there and hit somebody. Tell somebody. Love somebody. Invite somebody. Don't be ashamed to invite somebody to church. Don't be ashamed to tell somebody. Love upon somebody. To reach out and be a soul into someone else. Redeem the time because the days are evil. And the enemy plots and plans even for our friends, our families. Not, not, not sure we despise the devil ourselves. And so let us despise the devil for others as well. You know, you hear about people splitting up. You hear about families and feuds. And you hear about people uh, strung out and all these different things. And whatever goes on in life, man, it really breaks your heart. We Let's have a compassionate heart for people. 
as Christ did. We must redeem the time, realizing that life is short. People are leaving eternity. We've been in Bible study now for almost 20-something minutes. You know what? People have left this earth already. Left this earth. The Bible says here in verse 17, Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. So the will of the Lord is not the ancient paradise of what the Bible tells us. So let's take advantage of our time. Tell someone. Love someone. Be a soul winner. The Bible says in Colossians, Colossians chapter 4, the Bible says, Walk in wisdom towards them that are without. Redeeming the time. That is the end. So, taking advantage of our time. Using our time wisely. The time that God has allotted us as a believer in Christ now. I believe in Christ now. Is this is church. No, redeem the time. And uh, tell somebody. Use wisdom towards those of without. Find a way. Say, you know what? I really want them to come to church with me. I really want them to be saved. I don't want to just keep this myself. And so you use wisdom on how to. You can't just jam Jesus down their throat because they may reject it. Uh, when God opens up and gives you an opportunity to pray with somebody or talk with somebody or just witness to somebody, be a witness, tell your testimony how God is making changes in your life. No doubt. Take advantage of the time. Use wisdom. Use wisdom. Even when people have questions, questions about the Bible, questions about the church, questions about this and that and the other, and, and try to use wisdom. That's why you need the word of God. So you can uh, witness to people out there on the streets as well. The Bible goes when it says this. He says, let your conversation or let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how you ought to answer every man. Our time a lot is not for us to sit down and be quiet either. Our time a lot is not for us to sit down and be quiet. Our time a lot is for us to share the good news with someone. To share the good news with someone and season them with salt. People want to argue. They want to do all these things. But you know what? Be wise, like we were saying. Be wise. Be wise as serpents, but harmless as doves. And think about this. And let your words be salt. Salt is a preservative. Jesus said we are the salt of the earth. We're the salt of the earth. And if the salt has lost its savor, in other words, if the salt loses its flavor, how can the earth be salted? How can the world be reached? Let's get our saltiness back. Let's get our saltiness. Be salty, how's that? In a good way. Let's be salty for the kingdom of God. It preserves the land. It preserves the nation. It preserves our world. We are the salt of the earth. And when the church is gone, it's going to be too late. It won't be long, brother and sister. Day. On God's clock, it won't be long. For us, it seems like a long time. God here to do this thing. But you know what? In God's time, it's short. And so we work on his clock. But let's take advantage of our time here. Um, so you think about, he's talking about giving an answer to every man. That's why you know the word of God. You need to have answers. Right? Why do you believe what you believe? Why do you uh, do this? Or why do you do that? Uh, again, why? Or what the case may be. Again, not... Using wisdom, how you do it? Using wisdom. Sometimes you can diffuse a lot of arguments, a lot of things by using wisdom. Using wisdom. Let's go to Timothy, 2 Timothy 4, 6 to 8. The Bible says, For I am now ready to be offered up. We share this with you Sunday night. Sunday night. Uh, I am ready to now be offered up. When Paul was ready to die. He knew his day was coming. He was going to be killed, but executed. He knew that. Well, or either that or murdered one another, but. Naturally, he was going to be executed. And so uh, he said, my time is ready. Time for me to die. This is what he says. He says, in the time of my departure is at hand. Number seven, he said, I have fought the good fight. And so back to what I'm saying, I number in our days. Let us put up a fight against the enemy of our soul. Put up a fight for the laws. Put up a fight for the kingdom of God. Let's fight. Remember, talking about the violence. The, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violence take about force. 
There's a fight. There's a spiritual warfare. And we don't go out in the street fighting, but we fight in the spiritual. He was fighting against darkness. We fight against light. Well, uh, light versus darkness. We fight against uh, evils in our world today. So he says, I fought the good fight. Put up a fight. All the way to your day of your last, there's going to be a fight. I don't care how long you've been serving. I don't care how long, how strong Christian you may be. There will always be a fight until you take your last breath because the enemy is going to do all he can. Whether it's through the window or around the back door, he's going to try to continue to get in a crack somewhere so you can lose out. But naturally, we thank God by his grace. You're able to continue to fight. Put on the armor of God. Fight. Fight for you. Fight for your children. Fight for your wife. Fight for your husband. Fight for your grandchildren. Fight for your nieces and nephews. We got to learn to go to battle in the spiritual. Fight for what you need. Go to God. Pray against the strongholds, against things that are going on in our life. Again, we must be prayer warriors as well. That's why we call it prayer warriors because there's a battle. There's a war you're going in. Go for things you need and won't. We got to learn to go into a deeper, deeper prayer, deeper, deeper fight. Dig down and put up a fight. And again, we'll see breakthrough as we say in 2022. Let's go move on a little bit further. He says, I finished my course. He knew he was leaving. The time is up. The purpose of me being here is over. And so the Apostle Paul knew this. God had used this man. He was once a lost man. He once fought against the church of the Bible. So go back and read Acts chapter, what is it, chapter 9, somewhere in there. Acts chapter 9, talking about how he fought against the church. But now God used this man. He wrote, what, 12, 13 books in the New Testament. A man who used to fight against the church. God liked his zeal. And so God was able to flip that zeal for the kingdom. Amen. And now fight against the devil. And so he said, I finished my course. I've kept the faith. As you number your days, as you live your life, keep the faith. The Bible study tonight is called, uh, again, make your days count. So every day, walk by faith. Not by sight. Walk by faith. Believe God. Trust God. In spite of what you see. Through the difficulties, the good times as well. Keep the faith. Even though when you hit that mountaintop and say, oh, I'm good now, I don't need God. No, we need God even more. Keep the faith. Walk in the faith. Because others, believe me or not, others will watch. Others are watching you. Sometimes it may take years, decades before somebody may come on over and worship God, but they want to see your faith. They want to see your consistency. They want to see if you really, really, all this time you're going to church, they want to see if it's real. It takes some time, and you continue to use wisdom and peel back layers. We share with you how to sometimes you got to just continue to peel back layers, peel back layers, little by little. It may not happen right away. It may take months. It may take years. But you continue to live a consistent life in front of people. Live a consistent life for, for the kingdom of God. And by God's grace, you'll begin to win someone to Christ. And so he says, I fought the good fight. I finished my course. I've kept the faith. So what by faith? Let them see your faith. Let him see your trust in God. The Bible says, henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of rising. So at the end of his days, at the end of your day, let that be your prayer. A crown of righteousness. We, the song says, I shall wear a crown. When that trumpet says, I shall wear a crown. When we give, give up the gold, sir, we all get our awards. There will be a, an award ceremony. <laughs> There's going to be an award ceremony in heaven, believe it or not. And God's going to give the crowns and jewels. You have jewels according to what you've done. Now, we don't live by works, naturally. We don't do it for that. We don't do, that's not what makes us righteous. But God believes in award ceremonies. Man does it. But you know what? God is going to have a grand award ceremony. How many Jews will we have in our crown? Make this your prayer. Say, God, I want to 
I want, I want all the Jews in my crowd. And so now I said, what do you do? So we, we, let's be a witness. Let's be a witness for someone else. He said, there's a crown of righteousness laid up for me. The righteous judge shall give me at that day. And not only me, but also all them that love his appearing. That was the message this weekend. Now loving his appearing. Loving to see Jesus. Do you long for that? Every day, one step closer to seeing Jesus. Think about it. I'm one day, you and I are one day closer to being with Jesus, to see what glory is all about, to leave this old place. And no doubt, one day uh, we'll be with him. But until then, we must work. We must labor. We must tell someone else about the kingdom of God. That heaven is real. He longed for that. He kept that. That's his ultimate goal. We talk about a retirement plan. That's the great retirement. I look forward to retiring one day. You know, when people set up their lives and say, you know, when I retire, you know what? When I get to heaven, oh, forget retirement. That's going to be the greatest retirement plan. The greatest. No place on earth is like that place. You can go to the Caribbean Islands. You can go to Fiji. You can go all these different places, some of the most remote islands in the world. But you know what? There's nothing compared to what happened. The Bible says that his streets are paved with gold. Think about it. No more need for the sun. No more need for night, I should say. No more crying. No more weeping. No more tears. All of that. What a bear of paradise that would be. A glorious place. And so we love his appearing. We love. We look forward to seeing Jesus. Amen. Let that be as you live your life. As you number your days. Serve him. Let's move on. First Timothy. First Timothy 6. As we close up with this. And so in life. In life. Number your days. How do you live your days? Be satisfied. Be satisfied. That old sentence says, you may not have everything you want, but you have everything you need. You have Christ, hey, it's more than enough. Give me Jesus. Naturally, you strive for better things. You strive for, again, to provide and all these different things for your family and your home. Naturally, we all do. The Bible says he gives us the desires of his heart, of our hearts. And so, uh, but don't let that kill your relationship. Well, I didn't get this, so I'm not going to serve God no more. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do that. It's far better, more, more, more uh, eternal way to glory. There's more and more to set aside up in glory. Let's move on. Let's read this. So it said, but godliness will continue this great gain. So live godly. Live godly and be content. As on your days, you're on earth. Don't try to keep up with the Joneses. Amen. Because the Joneses need God. The Joneses need God. He says, for we brought nothing into this world. And so all the things that the Joneses have, he says, what? We brought nothing in. And it is certain we will carry nothing out. He said, you know what? All these things that we have, all the buildings in Manhattan, all the money in the, in the banks, all these gold and silver that's here on earth, all the bling and the bling, he said, all oh, that junk's going to stay here. And eventually, we covered this weekend, it's going to burn up. The Bible goes on and says, uh, it's certain we will carry nothing out. When he put us in that box, that's it. You're going back to the grave. Your soul is gone, either up or down. The Bible says, having food and raiment. So he says, as you live your life, have food and raiment, which is clothing. Let us be there with content. Thank God for a shelter over your head, food in your mouth, clothing. If you don't have anything else, and Christ, most importantly. The Bible goes on and says, but they, they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. He says that thing will destroy people 
It's a dog eat dog world out there, people. It's a dog eat dog world. He says, man has gotten his priorities out of whack. We go to war over, over things, <laughs> over oil. We go to war over land, things. People die every day. People rob and steal and kill for things. Number one, they perish. They drown themselves with many hurtful lusts and destruction. Let's move on. The Bible says in verse 10, for the love of money is the root of all evil. He didn't say money. He said the love of it. If we love that more than we love God. Someone didn't come to church where they constantly at work. Constantly at work. Man, I ain't seen folks for months. You know what? Hey, I shared with you before. If that job keeps me out of church, hey, I don't need that job. God, you can bless me with something to where I can come to service. Bless me with something to where I won't have to miss. Amen? Pray. Pray. Preach, I don't want to miss church. Well, pray. God, give me a better job. He can do that. He can give me a better paying job. A better job to where you don't have to miss no services. You don't have to miss anything. And you get less time. You get you get time off. Vacation. All these different things. Pray. God will give it to you. If you do your part, tithe. You got to tithe. You must tithe. Somebody don't tithe. You must tithe. I mean, we talk about money here, but we don't, and we don't even harp on it. Why? Because we don't love it like that. People will, will construe it and say, oh, all you do is ask for money. You hardly hear me ask for money. But you need to do it. And this is how you're blessed. I'm telling you, you're missing your blessing because you don't give to the Lord. You love it. That's why people don't tie because they love the money. They love it. I'm holding on to this. I'm holding on to this 10%. I love this more than I love what you're telling me, preaching right now about tithing. So you hold on to it. Right? Hold on to it. The Bible says here today, but you, you put your money in the bank with holes in it. Somehow that 10% is going to fall out somewhere else. Got to preserve that 10% if you give it. He'll bless you. you, you you'll be flourishing off of 90 versus 100%. But anyway, but people love money. And the Bible says it's the root of all evil. Not having money, but the love of it. Let go of it. Live off 90. Pay your time. Some people give it over. They call it time, but it's not time. There's no way you, again, you may put some money in the envelope, but that's not time. 10% off your gross. All right? We'll come back to that. He says here, but money lovers is the root of all evil. While some have coveted after. In other words, they get greedy after. And have erred from the faith. Even preachers. Preachers, uh, give me this, give me that, bless this, this, that. You know what? I mean, no harp on it. And many err and get it. I saw a documentary the other day about uh, Jim Baker. They had a documentary on TV about Jim Baker. And how he got caught up in the money. Money, 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 money. About hundreds of tens of thousands, millions of dollars coming in every year. Months and months and months. About a, by the boatload. He got caught up. Cheat on his wife and scams and scandals. And all that stuff there is a is, is the devil uses that stuff. That's why he said many have erred in the faith. They err, they fall into error in the faith because they fall in love with that thing. They fall in love with money. And so money comes, money goes. Money comes, money goes. That's why sometimes you see some people who don't have a whole lot, they're more content. You ain't got to worry about getting robbed because I ain't got nothing. You know what I'm saying? They, they don't worry about all these different things. But many, you have to have bodyguards. You got to have this. You got to have this. You got to have security. You got cameras, all these different things. Why? Because money causes problems if you like that. But anyway, look at the score. The Bible says here, uh, some have covered it. But the love of money is the root of all evil. While some have coveted, or got greedy after, have erred from the faith, and pierced themselves with many sorrows. So sorrow comes with that. Sorrow comes with that. If you don't manage it, 
and uh, bless the Lord with it. Let's move on. The Bible says, but be the, but thou, o man of God, flee these things, follow after right. So number our days. I'm talking about numbering our days, taking advantage of our time. What do we do with our time? The Bible says today, follow after righteousness. Let me get in that word. Let me be like God. Let me live right in godliness, in faith, in love, patience, and meekness. He says here, and fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. He says, whereunto thou art called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. And so the title of this Bible study again is Make Your Days Count. Make Your Days Count. So walk uprightly in righteousness. Live patiently with God. Wait meekness and fight. Every day. Every day. Fight that devil. Every day. Pray in the spiritual. Keep your mind and heart pure. Make your days count. Do something for the kingdom of God. It'll be a blessing. It'll be a blessing to you. And so uh, back to what I was saying, today was my wife's birthday, and I thought about the time, the time, taking advantage of your time. And only what's done for Christ will last. Only what's done for Christ will last. And so all these different things that we talked about tonight, uh, do, do it unto the glory of God. Live your life and glorify God. So when our day and our numbers come, we'll be ready and he'll be pleased with our lives. To where you say, well done. Not good and faithful servant. God bless you. I pray we'll see you this Thursday night in person, 334 Asher Street. Come on out and be with us. Bring a friend. And this weekend, can't come Thursday, come this weekend, Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Let's pack the church out. Pack it out. Let's bring a friend, a loved one. Bring them to the house of the Lord. Amen. Say, I, I want to do that. Bring someone to the house of the Lord to see them win one for Christ as well. God bless you. We'll see you soon.